Welcome to Fueled by Faith, a podcast that shares the testimonies of sports people who compete for a glory greater than themselves. Welcome to episode nine of the podcast, former NRL player, health and wellness business owner and brother in Christ, Tommy Kerr. Yeah, I'm so I'm really keen to talk to you today. So yeah, what have we got in store? Absolutely. Well, I guess first and foremost, I'd love to pray for us um, just to yeah. kick things off and set the tone. Uh, so Heavenly Father, uh, we pray for all those um, eyes watching and ears listening that they will bear witness to your good news um, in how you've impacted Tommy's life and that they will be refreshed in mind, body, and spirit, eager to draw closer to you, Lord. Um, In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. So, yeah, Fuel by Faith, super chill um, chat about JC, uh, the man, and how he has impacted your life. So, uh, first and foremost, Tommy Kerr, how did God come, how did you come to find God and um, what is your testimony story? Well, it it dates back to, I mean, look, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, all of my past history, but um, I actually spent um, close to 18 months uh, in prison for a a serious accident uh, that I had while driving um, home from work one day. And um, I used to work pretty um, long hours and I'm always on the go you know and I, I burnt the candle at both ends and ended up falling asleep at the wheel and as a result um, I, I actually hurt some people um, uh, while I was driving and you know I I basically um, accepted um, the outcome and I spent 18 months inside during that time I met um, a chaplain and his name was Wally and he was an absolute shining light to me um, in some of the, you know, darkest times that I'd um, experienced. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like um, I used it as a, as a comfort at the start because I've got a very deep spiritual connection and an understanding um, of energy in the universe and things that I, um, and, you know, I'd done plant medicine in the past and things that, um, you know, really did open up my consciousness. Um, so, and, and that's even a um, controversial thing in the, in the Christian church um, to be experimenting in. But I, I essentially, you know, trust and, and um, you know, people that have come into my life. And I guess like the more I, um, you know, let go of these preconceived beliefs, I, I kind of, um, I felt more godly experiences happened to me. And, um, you know, I had some, some really, um, tough and emotional times in there where you know even my my father passed away and um wally was able to actually get me um to the funeral and he he escorted me from the jail and took me um to and from and he was he's just such a genuine loving guy that you know essentially would you know in in, in those times would do anything for me so um i drew closer to god through him and then um I realized, you know, even when I um, was released from prison that there was like, there was a burning desire um, to go a bit deeper into it. But I kind of got back into an environment and I, I, I um, the more I kind of reconditioned myself, I, I pushed it away. 
And it wasn't until I met a girl who was um, from a Christian family uh, and one day invited me down um, to this beautiful community called C3, uh, C3 Home, um, was the, 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 opportunity, the time where that, all of that, all of those emotions, everything that I'd kind of felt and all the good experiences um, that Wally showed me and, and, and the things that happened to me um, in a beneficial way in prison were, were kind of um, reamplified in me. And I went down there originally for a girl and, you know, I stayed there for the people, but it wasn't until I had these um, experiences of myself. It's when, was when I really went kind of deeper into it. And um, yeah, my life's kind of changed ever since that um for the better um i've had moments where i've kind of tapped in and out of it along the way and you know i think the more um i'm away from my community um the more at times um it's easier to kind of i don't know just get into a um a worldly kind of way of living Mm. um without putting god first um so like I try and make it a part of my routine um, every day to, to pray and worship. And then, um, you know, that, that, keep, that, that starts my day um, drawing closer to him. And I'm always trying to put him at the center of my heart, you know, and, and not um, react too much emotionally um, out of, you know, from things that happen on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, even like taking time out during the day just to sit, because I meditate a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the difference between Christian meditation and, and meditation has been um, experimental for me. But, you know, I feel like the, if, if I can go to a, um, a bit of scripture or whatever, meditate on that, or if I can, you know, just use that time for gratitude and grace um, or even just to ask questions and to listen, like I literally find that that helps me, um, you know, keep aligned. Mm. keep keep it in in alignment during my day so um then obviously at night too it's the last thing I do before I get to bed I have you know obviously repeat my morning practices as well so I I feel like you know that that keeps me centered and it keeps me bearing good fruit yeah yeah (laughs) Um, absolutely you know just to sum it up you know like I I think God God placed a, a woman in my life and we're not together anymore but you know looking back at it all it was really there was a bigger picture to it and, and the way that, you know, I've, I've kept, um, even though I've had times where it's, it's been a bit rocky, I've still kept my faith. And um, I think it's important now more than ever to, to remain in that because there are some, there are some things, man, we can look into that are, that are happening around us that we can't control, but, you know, we know God has a plan. And, you know, I, I think even there's been times lately where I've kind of fell into an emotional kind of um rant (laughs) you could say and just um and then you know like everything sort of like calms down I'm you know I'm thinking to myself you know is is that really having got at the heart of my uh, at the center of my heart about what Mm -hmm. I'm putting out because it is kind of creating a bit more fear into people um especially you know people that are kind of sitting on the fence about certain things or whether or not you know um they believe what's going on around them has a has a um, deeper agenda and things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be more conservative about what I'm um, what I'm putting out there, and it's it's not meant to be fear based at all. But you know, there are things that we could read in the Bible, like Revelations 13, 
to 14, you know, like it's, it's like the mark of the beast, things like that really, are, I, I believe, you know, could be um, happening during this time now. Like it, it could be things that we're living through today. And it's, it's, it is quite confronting to think about, but I think, you know, we just got to act in the way Jesus did and, and was yeah. in that person and just be loving and kind to everyone and show everyone humility and, and just be more peaceful, um, you know, around um, uh, people's opinions as well. Um, have a more peaceful objective towards, you know, giving them the opportunity for, for them to have their opinion and, and for us to accept and respect that opposed to kind of questioning or doubting. Um, and that's freedom of rights and choice and religion as well, all, all summed up into one. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. me. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Like, thank you, first and foremost, for being so vulnerable um, in unpacking all of that. Um, yeah. You know, you never know who who's listening to your story and how that could be mm. help, helping them as well. So thank yeah. you for, um, yeah, accepting the calling to sharing all of that. And um, yeah, no worries. Instantly, instantly, I just thought of, um, you know, I will go with you through deep waters and all that you've been through could certainly only affirm your faith and uh, your intentions too to, to get to know the Lord deeper and closer. And next, what do you think the definition, and this could be ever-evolving, ever-changing, the definition of being a Christian is to you and in your life? I guess like, you know, be as, do as Jesus did, you know. Like, mm-hmm. um, as I said, like right now we're creating so much division and separation amongst people and you know I I feel like in many ways that's how religion has been um categorized over many years um you know as Christians like we we don't judge we accept everyone and you know we try and welcome everyone and it's never forceful amongst people you know we allow um as a Christian to the opportunity to bring people down um to our church and to be able to um, hear the word of, word of God and experience um, things in their life that, you know, may have a huge impact in turning um, the, some of the things around where they, they may, may feel like they're struggling to cope with. Um, you know, we want the best for everyone. And, you know, that's that's our objective, you know. We want everyone to hear his word. Um, and then they've got the choice then to either accept or or to not accept him into their lives. But basically, you know, as I said, like putting Jesus first and got it at the at the center of my heart and just trying to live um, through the values um, mm. each day the best that I can, you know, and, and never to hold judgment over people based on whatever their faith is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah love that. Love that. Absolutely. Faith-centered thoughts and then yeah. a- actions will follow. Yeah, awesome. for sure. And Tommy, how do you know for sure, uh, without a doubt in your mind, that God is real and he's walking with you in your life today? Because of the times when I've pushed him aside (laughs) and the things (laughs) that have broken down in my life, honestly, and the times that I've held him close and my life's been in a completely different state. It's been in a free flow um, state of being where I've just completely had opportunities you know things that have opened up in my life that I could always I could I could never dream of you know like whether it's business or relationship or um 
on a spiritual or financial or whatever level. Like it's, it's, it's been quite amazing to see the difference in that. Um, so, and, you know, and just my reaction to things and, and, and actions and the consequences they've had, you know, with a, a God-filled life and an ungod-filled life. So yeah, that's definitely, um, for me, you know, biggest understanding I've, I've had is just through personal experiences through him. Yeah. I love that. I like to call them, um, God moments. So for God someone, moments is the word. That's it. They're the words. Um, yeah. It's so hard to try and describe it like describing something mm. you cannot see. You know, faith is essentially something we cannot see. So until the next person yeah. encounters it for themselves, it's like, how could you describe a Monet artwork to someone who is blind? You know, it's yeah. incomprehensible until you. Oh, oh, definitely, Sorry. definitely. And as you said, you know, we, we can't see him, mm. but we can feel him. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, feeling is described in many different contextual ways of, you know, intuitive self or, you know, but it's all linked or higher self, but it's all linked to a, a divine, a divine being like a divine source, you know, which, which we represent as God. And, and, and you know, I, 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 I would never want to live my life as an atheist um, and nothing against those that do. But for me, you know, like I, I truly, um, you know, have faith that, you know, we're, we're all a part of creation and, you know, we're, we're living our lives as, as beings and, you know, we want a better life to go to um, yeah. once this one, you know, closes the curtains. Um, so for me, you know, it's, it's a huge thing just to, to keep holding faith and to keep feeling into that. And yeah, many of the times when that question comes up, you know, I just, I can relate it back to meditation. I've had like 10 years in meditation practice, um, mm-hmm. but I sit there and feel into God's words. And I'm, once I, you know, I just know, like there's no doubt in my mind um, that there's something greater in us, greater than us out there. And yeah, I'm actually excited for that, like um, for life beyond this as well, you know, because I feel yeah. like, you know, the impact we can live on, leave on this earth and, we want to all be accepted um, into a greater life post that. And we want our friends and family and our communities and I guess everyone on the planet to, to experience that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. And how does God fuel your life, Tommy, um, with your work in the health and fitness world and as an athlete when you're out there training? How, how does um, you draw closer to him? Well, I guess... You know, I wish I had more of an understanding, you know, of faith when I was playing rugby league because mm-hmm. I didn't handle it. You know, I guess my actions as a ego te- egocentric rugby league player and, you know, on many levels um, was quite loose in the way I lived and um, the way I treated people. And I, I kind of wish I had more of an understanding um, of, of a you know, a more wholesome um, person or how to be one. Even though when I, even when I had my injury, like I, I, I never looked to it as a, as a God moment in itself that it could represent so many positive things, other things that, you know, eventually um, when I did turn Christian started to open up for me, I fell hard in depression after my career ended and I was, you know, 
medicated for anxiety and I was medicated for for depression and you know I never looked to God at all at that time so I guess like the difference is now it's you know I I I, I do so in the sense that I just trust in the process and everything um, that happens has a divine purpose behind it and if if one door closes another one always opens um and you know like i i don't really compete as much um at the high at a high level of sport as i did when i was playing rugby league but you know certain aspirations that i want to accomplish and yeah man like i'm i'm praying for those moments i'm always like battling injuries (laughs) so i do do, Uh, i can I can empathize with you there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, that question is probably more related back to, you know, my past as a, as a semi to professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wish I had the, had the opportunity to utilize uh, prayer more and, and things that, man, I've seen proper miracles happen to athletes that, you know, have, have um, been around the Christian faith and, I feel as though um, God works in remarkable ways when you put him first, you know, like a lot of athletes in the modern day, they, you know, Christian athletes, that that's probably the biggest representation of ones that are successful, always putting God first and yeah. then your sport and career second, you know, or your family second, sorry. And then your sport and career is probably mm-hmm. at the third tier, but they're always trusting in, in God to lead them. And I think, you know, you see some of the greatest athletes, on earth have remarkable careers for that reason absolutely and and even the contradiction between um i guess athletes who do play for a greater glory than themselves is all over the online world i don't know if uh you've seen as many trolls as i have um online uh just oh yeah don't worry i get them Just the other day, um, my dear friend, Nicola McDermott, who is in Tokyo right now, preparing yep. for her first Olympic Games in the high wow. jump. ABC Sport posted something about her and she's renowned for writing verses um, on her wrist that speak to her during that competition. And the ABC actually posted a full picture of what she had written on her wrist. They wrote something about jumping for God. And I saw a few comments from trolls saying, yep. what is it with athletes and being Christians? And I, I was so um, <laughs> tempted to reply um, and say something like, have you met the man yourself? Like, go and see for, <laughs> your, go and see for yourself and you'll see why. You'll see why. You know, so I've had, you know, myself as an athlete, varying positions in my career where you know I was closer to God than others and yeah you can definitely tell the difference when you're competing for yourself out there it's a very lonely very lonely road it's for sure it's it's of this world as well there's there's no gratification greater than going out there you know having team Jesus proudly across your chest like a competition bib um I certainly know it takes the pressure off a little bit and I'd rather do it um, with him than without him, that's for sure. Probably because the next question is a little bit controversial. Um, yep. Yeah. But 
here we go. Do you have any advice for Christians who have had fear instilled into them um, during this controversial and politically uncertain time regarding things like lockdowns, vaccines, all that kind of jazz? Oh, no, not this question. <laughs> uh, from a faith perspective, how, how would you encourage our fellow brothers and sisters if, you know, they feel unwilling to, I guess, um, do these things because they know it is wrong or they, they don't believe in it themselves mm. or they feel, yeah, fear-based tactics are, are not the way yeah. they should be living their life. Yeah, so look... My view on this is quite uh, controversial, but in saying that, I'm not going to project everything out onto this. Now, you could look at a deeper agenda that's being um, unfolded or placed upon us as a, as a race. Now, I feel as though right now our best way of getting through to our government is by taking this kind of step by step and just looking at what's in front of us. And that is being placing better measures on, you know, some of what the, the lockdown procedures and the implications that it's having um, on other areas of health, uh, other areas of health. Mm. Um, also to not to neglect, you know, like small business owners like myself and what it's doing to the economy right now. Oh, absolutely. It's creating more division and separation amongst people and i feel like you know if there is a war going on it's it's based around that issue we're essentially fighting one another disagreeing um on many levels um of, of people's opinions on this mm. um it's a full divide and conquer scheme i feel as though um you know to be heard um first and foremost you know, as I said, we just need to be considering everything else um, that's happening around um, what these health measures are that are in place. And, you know, I could go into um, the mandatory masks and the, you know, I've spoken to, to many doctors and scientists that agree that um, the quality that have been pushed out there are just non-medical graded. And you're basically, you know, you're putting this mask down on the ground, on your car seat, um, on your winch, on your um, your visor in your car, things like that, and it's absorbing germs and you're putting it back onto your face. You're also ingesting your, you know, your own CO2. You're, you're ingesting your own toxins and your own carbon dioxide and it's not good for the brain at all. Mm. Um, so I, I just think, like, there's a lot of miscommunication. I, I've been to venues, you know, during this, this period where, you know, I've presented an exemption card, but still haven't been allowed to go in. So the agreement um, I made was to hold it a couple of centimetres away from my mouth so I could still breathe through my nose. A lot of it doesn't make sense to me, but I, I get, you know, it's definitely not an easy task um, with what we've been facing as a nation. There are many layers we can go into. There are, there are many rabbit holes people are going into and there's, there's misinformation being spread on both sides. Yeah. This is why you always just need to bring it back to God because, you know, essentially there's so much going on. There's so much, you know, that's being in fear that's being instilled into us on both sides. You know, I'm even if I'm aligned with 
I don't want to say anti-government, but anti-government procedures maybe that have been um, uh, that have been indoctrinated. I think for me in particular, it's um, it's a matter of you know still being able to project love and peace towards um, individuals and. Mm-hmm. You know, even if there is a deeper agenda at place, you know, the only way to truly be heard is if, you know, we, we do um, interject not with fear and hatred and violence, mm. but we need to find measures around um, a more balanced and appropriate approach to what we're being handed to right now. We need delegates from the union, delegates from mental health institutions, mm. um, we need these people to be speaking, even from the church. You know, we, we need more people from the Christ, Christian community and churches to be speaking and raising awareness around their concerns. Um, and they need, the government needs to listen to this, you know. Like we need influential people on that side listening, not just listening to um, advice from our health board because we're neglecting everything else that's going on around us at the moment. I see the frustration with people losing their businesses, losing their income. Mm. Um, you know, I'm one that's had to close my business. Yeah. Um, not permanently, but it is shut indefinitely. I made the choice to flee Sydney two days prior to lockdown. That is a story for a whole nother time. Like literally <laughs> I, I felt the calling to leave. Um, yeah. And I've been, I've been around some incredible people the past four weeks that have really um shined a a light on this for me and I've got credible resources that are making um like clear sense of some of the things that are unfolding at the moment and I don't project anything out onto my socials without actually having factual proof Mm -hmm. um or even debating it because you know I'm not someone that's qualified to talk on many layers of some of the topics and conversations that are circulating but I've spoken to the people that are so I try and project honesty and authenticity around that and then for for people to allow their own minds up on where they sit on the fence where they sit on the fence with this so yeah I mean you know basically the biggest message I want to push out to people is you know and this goes on on both sides of the argument here it's just we need to just keep living our lives and and being kind and loving to everyone, regardless mm. of the, their opinion on this matter. And we also, too, you know, we need unification. You know, we need unity now more than ever. Essentially, we'll kill each other off before the pandemic does. And, you know, as much as the argument is raised around, you know, this new deadly Delta strand with a 99.8% chance of survival rate, it's like, it's, I get the argument on you know what it's not about what COVID is but it is about what COVID could become and Mm. I think that's the measures that they're taking so so serious at the moment and I respect and understand that but I feel like there needs to be a medium you know a happy medium because you know we're seeing rates arise in in um you know suicides mental health is is declining rapidly in people that are currently um, been forced into their homes and restricted from on many ways of, of earning an income. And I don't believe the, 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 the financial 
reimbursement that some people are getting from the government is enough because and to, to put that into perspective also like I'm a business owner and currently losing what 10 to 12,000 a week in revenue and you know the government grant awards us I think it's a 10 to 15k um, compensation and that's that's enough to cover one one week one and a bit weeks you know and we've been shut for over a week uh, over a month now like five five weeks I believe it is um and it doesn't look like there's an insight at the moment I feel we are being told you know on a weekly to fortnightly basis and this is the situation hasn't gotten better so you know from the people I've been speaking to it you know telling me a few months now so that's a lot that we've um gonna have to have to absorb within the business yeah, yeah. um but you know I, I i feel like this is a great opportunity for people as well if you're if you're looking for something you know this is where you draw into your faith yeah never and and i'm not saying that from a biased point of view of coming to the Christian church, but whatever faith that is, you know, we need something right now that's, that's comforting f- to us to, to really press into. And um, for me, obviously as a Christian, it's Jesus. And mm. that has, um, that is still, in, it, that is instilled more light into, you know, some of the um, things that are going on around me that I can't control mm. and just having, you know, a trust in, in him that, you know, things are going to um, get, you know, things are going to change, things are going to get better and whatever we're going through now is a transition period. Mm. Absolutely. So I'm staying, yeah, I'm staying solid with that. And, you know, um, and, and, you know, just, just lastly, again, you know, it's just, it's not about projecting fear and, you know, even like I've been guilty of that where, um, you know, relating it to a biblical um scripture and things like that and you know looking back on it now i'm, I'm thinking you know it's, it's not the best approach and it that is definitely creating mental health issues in itself the amount of fear and misinformation that people are putting out so i, I my message is to really really feel into what you're, you're putting out there and mm. um if it's not pro solution and if it's not from um you know, purely from love, then, you know, maybe it's best just to hold it and, you know, maybe share it with your close friends and whatever. Like if you've got a group that align with the same beliefs, but and when we go, when we go out there publicly like this, it's, it's, it's doing the community more damage. It's doing the, our society more damage. And it's really, um, it's just adding fuel to the fire of what's already a, a very hard time for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing those, those viewpoints. I'm sure it's going to be very helpful to a lot of people who are a bit lost during this time and and Mm. don't know where to turn to. It's so important, as you said, to remember, you know, love your neighbor, whether you agree with them or not as Christians, you know, that's what we we are commanded to do. Um, And I think, a time where fellowship, certainly for Sydney and the Greater Sydney at the moment, is is banned. Um, we can't go to our churches, mm. and we can't yep. um, we can't worship. It's it's a time, um, you know, more so than ever, where we need to draw close to the Word and um, mm. you know 
draw close to the fruits of the spirit, you know, that um, Galatians 5, where it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, forgiveness, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And if we are called to be like that, you know, we can be like Christ and draw people to him when they don't know where to turn to, when there's so much noise on the media, um, people's opinions without you know, um, evidence to back it up. They they don't know where to turn to. And I think we can just exactly, yeah. encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ alike or those who do not yet know him um, that, you know, the truth lies through the cross. And um, Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the plans for us, plans to give us hope in a future. And I think we just got to, yeah, remain faithful in that, even though we can't see it yet even though it's tough right now and um, pray for you guys and all those who are suffering, struggling, small business alike, those people who are locked down in unhappy homes as well. Look, just pray for them to see the light, the light Mm. that is Jesus at the end of this, this tunnel. Yeah. You said it so well. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Thank you so much for your time again, Tommy. We really appreciate having you and we'll be praying for you and your business um, as this continues to unfold as well. Until next time, this has been Fueled by Faith. I hope you've been encouraged by this faith story.